Ahoy, and welcome to The Jolly Reader. I'm your host, Captain Book. Okay, so I'm a little quiet today. It's 10 o'clock and my almost five-year-old sleeping down the hall. I'm sitting in the dark besides the glow of the computer. And usually my husband takes our daughter and I put the dogs outside when I record. And my husband is currently working out of state five days a week. So I didn't exactly have that option. So I might sound a little weird on this recording, not my normal hyped loud self. So sorry, this bonus episode later than I wanted it to be. Things have been crazy at my house, but I'm excited to do this bonus episode for you. Shout out to all my Spotify listeners. I see all your downloads and I appreciate all the love. And I just thought my Spotify crew needed a little extra attention for that. Not that I don't love all my listeners, but just want to give a little extra. I see you. So today is our bonus episode because our last book was so terrible. So we're reading The Most Dangerous Game by Richard Cannell. Connell. I still don't know how to say it. I didn't even look it up. But anyways, so they talk a lot about hunting and specific guns. And I don't know much about any of that. So we're going to stick to the meat of the story, pun intended. Spoiler alert, it's about hunting humans. So (laughs) there's that. I think we're just going to dive right into it because it's just a short little episode. Okay, there's these two guys, Whitney and Rainsford. That's their last names. And they're on a yacht in the Caribbean and they're passing this mysterious island called Ship Trap Island on the charts, like the boat charts. And they're traveling so they can hunt in the Amazon. And they're talking about hunting, like being the hunter and the hunty. And just this is a book I read in high school. It has like a lot of foreshadowing and the writing is something that you would study. So it's supposed to be deeper than just... We're two hunters talking about it. Anyways, so Rainsford is talking to Whitney and he he says to Whitney, he's like, they're trying to hunt jaguars, which is now illegal, but thank God. Anyways, he says, jaguars don't feel pain, so like we're good to go. And Whitney says, well, they understand fear and the fear of pain and the fear of death. And then they start talking about the island having a bad reputation and even cannibals wouldn't live there, which... <laughs> Is any person, even a cannibal, like, cool, other cannibals, I hope I'm not lunch? I don't know. I don't really know how that works. I don't care to find out. Anyways, and then they talk about how the crew of the ship and even the captain seemed jumpy all day because they knew they were going to be passing this weird island with a bad reputation. So then Rainsford says, one scared sailor can spread fear across a whole boat, which is actually super true. And Whitney says he thinks that the sailors have a sixth sense about these kinds of things, and he's turning in for bed. So Rainsford's like, okay, I'm going to smoke another pipe. Mistake. So (laughs) then in my notes, it says, I'm sick of typing Rainsford. It's going to be rain from now on. Sorry, not sorry. So super dark. Rain describes not being able to see anything, and he could sleep without shutting his eyes. Then he hears in the distance three shots being fired. He jumps up on the railing of the boat to get a better look, and the rope knocks his pipe out of his mouth and he reaches for it and falls into the water like a freaking idiot. So he strips off his clothes so he doesn't drown and he yells and no one on the yacht hears him, obviously. He decides, you know, they're not gonna hear me, they're long gone now. So he starts swimming towards where he heard the shots because obviously if there's guns, there's people. I Like best of the worst case scenario, 
I'm gonna drown in the ocean, but I guess I'll go towards the gunshots. Anyways, so he's swimming towards the shots and he hears a high screaming sound of an animal in anguish and terror. He doesn't recognize the animal and doesn't try to. It's a person. (laughs) He hears it again and then the sound is cut short by a pistol shot. 10 minutes later, he sees rocks. Then he climbs up the rocks and sees a dense jungle that leads up to cliffs. He lays down on the end of the jungle because he doesn't want to go in because he doesn't know what kind of large animals and stuff are out there. And he falls into a deep sleep because he's just been swimming forever. So he wakes up the next afternoon and he's super hungry. And like I said, since he heard gunshots, he knows there's men on the island. So he follows the shoreline and he finds a wounded thing under the brush. It's a person, people. It doesn't say it in the book but like how do you not how do you just be like oh it's just some weird animal i've never seen and you can't recognize that it's a human being i don't uh. anyways so he's surprised that such a large animal was taken out by such a small gun because he knew the gunshot was a pistol because he's like a gun genius and he said basically that either the hunter is really good or really cocky to take down such a large animal how big was this person anyways with a pistol so Rain finds boot prints that are pointed along the cliff, so he decides to follow that to see if he can find the people. Why? Anyways, it was nightfall, and he sees lights, and he finds a chateau, and knocks on the door. And the largest man that Rain has ever seen answers the door and points a revolver at his chest. Rain says, I'm no robber. I fell off a yacht. My name is Sanger Ransford of New York City. I don't know if he talks like that. He's probably a New Yorker. I'm no robber. I fell off a yacht. Wow, I sound British now. Okay, I'm done. I'm from the Midwest. Get off me. Anyways, the large man doesn't understand, so Rain repeats himself, but the man pulls the hammer of the revolver, so he cocks the gun, basically. That is what I know. For having a husband that was in the army, I know nothing of guns. Anyways, then the large man stands at attention, and another man, who's described as thin and tall comes down the stairs the slender man greets rain formally and says that it's a pleasure to have such a celebrated hunter in his home the slender man notes that he read rain's book on hunting snow leopards i know rain sounds like freaking trash human being but he's the only person like kind of redeemable that you can kind of like so there's doggos too but they are like hunting dogs so the slender guy introduces himself as general zaroff but I'm just going to call him Czar. So Czar explains to Rain that the giant man is Ivan, who is incredibly strong, but deaf and dumb, meaning mute. And he says, like all of his race, he's a bit savage. So Rain assumes that the man is Russian. Uh, Just like a reminder, if you didn't know this, this book was written in 1924. So you just have to like kind of understand the time period of all this because obviously hunting is illegal and there's some super racist stuff throughout the book. Anyways, Czar says that both him and Ivan are Cossack and I had to Google that. It's a member of people of Southern Russia and Ukraine noted for their horsemanship and military skill. So Czar just basically just called himself savage because he's like his race, he's a bit savage, but then he says, I'm the same race as Ivan. He is a bit savage, more than a bit. But anyways, it's just foreshadowing. So Czar offers Rain some clothes and a room to stay in, and he says he'll meet him for dinner after he changes. So Rain describes the rooms 
and like I won't really get into it, but basically Czar is rich AF and he has animal heads mounted on the walls and Rain says he has never seen such large or perfect specimens. Rain describes Czar as an excellent host, but the way he observes Rain makes him super uncomfortable. And Czar tells Rain about how Cape Buffalo charged him and cracked his skull. Okay, just a side story. So, (laughs) Josh, you're going to be so mad. Okay, so when my husband was in Korea, he would normally, it was a 14-hour time difference, and he would normally call us at, like, a specific time, like, say goodnight to our daughter and stuff. And he hadn't called, so I texted him, and I was like, is everything okay? Like, usually you call by now. And he's like... I'm getting a drink. I just got chased by a wild boar. (laughs) So he called me. He was walking back from the gym and there was like this boar that was eating out of the trash can that like ran after him and he had to go up this stairs to this bridge and the boar couldn't make its way up there. But he said it's like the scariest thing that's ever happened to him. The boars can be the size of small cars. Okay. So anyways, back to the book. So (laughs) Rain responds by saying he thought that the Cape Buffalo was the most dangerous of all large game. And Czar says, nope, I hunt much more dangerous game on this island. People. It's people. He hunts people. Czar explains that this game is not native to the island and he brings it in himself, but doesn't tell Rain what the large game is. It's people. So then uh, Czar goes into this whole story about his childhood and how at five he had this like custom gun that his dad gave him and his dad was super rich and owned a quarter of a million acres of land which just seems like insanity and then he joined the military like noble sons are supposed to but after the debacle in russia he left and started hunting game all over the world because he had money invested in the u.s so he didn't lose it i don't know they talk a lot about it but basically he's smarter than everyone just ask him So then he was hunting all over the world and he was growing bored and someone told him that jaguars were the most cunning to hunt, I guess. And he said he was bored with them because they were no match for a skilled hunter with a high-powered rifle. Yeah, duh. If you're such a skilled hunter, why do you need a high-powered rifle? Like, oh, if you want to outsmart them, why don't you use like a knife or something or bare hands if you're like so good at it? Anyways, he's annoying. Killing animals is annoying and stupid, but this book's pretty good. Anyways, Zara says the animals only have their legs and their instinct, and instinct is no match for reason. So Zara says he needs to invent a new animal to hunt, and so he did, I guess, and now he is never bored because this animal can match his wits because it has reason. And Rain is basically like, hey, crazy, you couldn't possibly mean humans, right? Because that's murder, not hunting. So I'm just going to read this part. This is Czar. How extraordinarily droll you are, he said. One does not expect nowadays to find a young man of the educated class, even in America, with such a naive and, if I may say, so mid-Victorian point of view. It's like finding a snuff box in a limousine. Ah, well, doubtless you had Puritan ancestors. So many Americans appear to have had. I'll wager you forgot your notions when you go hunting with me. You've a genuine new thrill in store for you, Mr. Ransford. Thank you. I'm a hunter, not a murderer. (laughs) Dear me, said the general, quite unruffled, again with that unpleasant word, but I think I can show you. 
It's just kind of funny because like he's like, it's not murder. You're so you're such a Puritan. Like what? I uh, I don't even know how to explain it. He, he talked about it a little more, but he basically acts like he has a right to hunt people just because he's like noble born. So anyways, oh, right here he talks about it. Czar talks about hunting the weak and he is strong. So he has a right to hunt the weak. And then he talks about all the races. He lists them. I won't. And the quote unquote lesser people than him that he believes are not worth more than a hound. Okay. First of all, doggos are worth the world. They're better than people fight me on that. Second of all, he talks about how Ivan's an animal because of what they are. So how is he even better? Like, I don't understand how he talks crap about his own race and then talks about these lesser races. So weird. Anyways, 1924. Keep that in mind. So Rain says that they're still men and hunting them is unacceptable. Duh. So... Then Rain asks him how he gets the men to the island. And Czar tells him that there's like rocks that wreck ships. So if there's any storms or anything, it wrecks them right outside the island. And then he adds that they have electricity. So sometimes he'll flash a light. That apparently means that there's a channel when there's really not. There's only rocks, but the boats will take it seeing the light. He's just a butt. Anyways, so Rain's like, uh, so you just shoot him down like, what the heck? And Czar's like, no, idiot. I feed them well and I give them lots of exercise so they can be in peak condition for the hunt. Oh, how generous of you, Czar. So then he says he'll show Rain the training school that's in the basement and that unfortunately he has an inferior lot of a dozen Spanish sailors down there right now. So then Czar goes on to explain the game, which I'll just read the quote from it. It's a game you see. I suggest to one of them that we go hunting. I give him a supply of food and an excellent hunting knife. I give him three hours start. I am to follow, armed only with a pistol of the smallest caliber and range. If my quarry eludes me for three whole days, he wins the game. If I find him, the general smiled. He loses. So that's basically, he says like the lowest caliber, but then it talks about him using a semi-automatic. I don't know. Why doesn't he have a hunting knife? Like even to even, he's still like overpowered. If he thinks he's such a good hunter, why do they only get a knife and he gets a freaking pistol? Anyways, stupid. So then Rain's like, well, what if they don't want to participate? And he says either they hunt or they turn over to Ivan, who used to be in charge of torture for the ruler, apparently, at one point. And he says that's pretty much a lot worse than being hunted in the wilderness. It's pretty messed up. So Rain asks what happens if they win. And the czar says that's never happened. And one almost did win, but then he used his dogs on him. If you're such a good hunter, why do you need dogs? These people are unarmed in an area they've never been with nothing. And you couldn't catch one of these people, so you had to send your sniffing hunting dogs? Stupid. He's not that good of a hunter is all I'm coming to conclusion with. So then he, like, points out the window and he says, I have over a dozen large dogs that patrol the island in case anyone tries to escape the house. And then they, like, help him hunt. So Zara wants to show Rain his new heads in the library. No, thank you. Which it kind of like at first has people heads. I don't know. It's kind of freaky. But Rain's like, uh, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to go to bed. And Zara's like, oh, that's too bad. It was going to be a good hunt tonight. But you get some rest. You've been out swimming in the ocean. And so Rain goes to his room, which is locked from the outside. And he tries to sleep. Uh, are you kidding me? Why the frick are you trying to sleep? But he couldn't, obviously. And he finally dozes off in the morning. And he hears faint shots of a pistol. So... 
Then Zar and Rain have lunch together, and Zar is complaining of getting bored with hunting sailors because they're dumb and can't survive in the jungle. His words, not mine. And I'm a sailor. Holy moly, no! The Jolly Reader will not be your next victim. Anyways, nor am I dumb. Just awkward and weird. Okay, so Rain is like, I want to leave this island ASAP. And Zara's pretty much like, dude, you haven't even hunted yet. And Rain's like, uh, nope, get me out of here. I'm done with this. So Zara says, tonight we will hunt you ah! and I. Rain's like, nah, bro. So Zara's like, mm, you should probably reconsider because I don't think you like what Ivan has in mind for you. And Rain's like, okay, so what do I get if I win? And Zara's like, I'll take you to civilization, basically. And... Rain's like, uh, why should I believe you? And he's like, I'm a gentleman or whatever. The only thing is, like, you can't tell anyone about the island or what happens here. And Rain's like, mm, no, I'm not going to agree to that. So Zar is like, we can talk about this on the third day when you win over brandy or wine or something. He's just being a butt. So Zar's like, uh, I'm going to take a nap, but Rain, you should probably get started. And he gives Rain clothing and a knife and food and all that other stuff. And then he also gives him advice, like, wear moccasins because it's harder to track and avoid this death swamp thing the fire swamp anyone anyone anyways and czar is just like au revoir and bows and leaves by the way czar talks a lot of french for freaking being russian but whatever so rains out in the jungle and at first he's like panicked obviously and he's trying to put as much distance between him and czar and then he realizes that eventually he'll hit the ocean so he needs to stay within the jungle and he describes it as a picture and the ocean is the frame so he has to work within the picture which brilliant anyways it's a really good comparison Rain leaves this complicated trail that loops around itself. He compares it to like fox trails. I don't know. I've never hunted anything. And he needs to rest and he knows he doesn't know the area to travel at night. So he climbs up a tree and takes a nap up there like Katniss style from Hunger Games. And when he wakes up, he feels refreshed and confident. He stays in the tree through the night. And in the early morning, he hears Zar coming in the direction that his path was from and he walks up to the tree and he like smiles and looks up at it and rain's ready to like jump down like a big cat and pounce on him but he sees czar's semi-automatic pistol so he doesn't so czar blows a smoke ring like directly into the tree and walks away and rain realizes that czar like knew he was in that tree can follow a complicated path through the night and has saved rain for another day of entertainment to hunt so rain finds a huge dead tree leaning on a small living tree and he somehow finagles a malay man catcher you can google it it's kind of hard to explain but zar comes upon it and he jumps back with enough time to avoid most of it of this trap but it does injure his shoulder but doesn't knock him over he calls out to rain he's like if you're an earshot which i assume you are because i'm just so amazing i'm gonna leave and get my shoulder taken care of but you have been so interesting to hunt and i'll be back later so that's pretty messed up but i mean he has a point i guess but anyways so rain is running and he describes it as straight like flight like fight or flight and fear and it's dusk and he accidentally steps in the pond of doom or whatever it's quicksand that he was warned about and he gets the idea to start digging like crazy until the hole is up to his shoulder then he sharpens some stakes and plants them in the bottom and then he weaves together some weeds and covers the mouth of the hole it's a tiger trap 
obviously. So he crouches behind a stump and Rain hears a cry of pain and he knows a pit has hit its mark. So he leaps out of hiding and he sees Zar just standing there like outside of the hole. And Zar says, oh, good job. You got one of my best dogs. Like if I cuss on this, I would because that was a cute little doggo and he didn't deserve to die a painful death in a tiger trap and neither do tigers. Mm. Anyways. So Zar's like, I think I'll see how you do against my whole pack because that's fair because he's such a great hunter. Anyways, I'm going to complain about this forever. He's like, I'm going to go back to rest now. Thanks for the amusing evening. Bye. So then <laughs> I wish she talked like that. That would be hilarious. So in the morning, Rain hears the pack of hounds coming his way and I'd be like, oh, the doggos. And that's how I go out and I would love every second of it. So anyways, he talks about if he stays where he's at, it's suicide. But if he flees, it just postpones it inevitable. So he has a wild idea, which he doesn't tell us what it is. And he heads for the swamp. He climbs a tree and he sets up his knife tied to like a spring branch. And then he like ties back the branch. And it's like so the knife will release and like spring forward and like stab whoever's near it. So After he sets that up, he starts running and hears the pack pick up speed and they suddenly stop their pursuit. So he climbs up a tree and he unfortunately still sees Zar just standing there. But the knife trap had found Ivan and killed him. So Rain jumps from the tree and starts running again and the pack starts running after him again. He runs up on this 20 foot cliff that overlooks the ocean and it's across from the chateau. He jumps into the ocean and Zar just kind of like stands there and like shrugs his shoulders and just bored by it basically so later that evening czar is having dinner and he's super annoyed because he now has to replace ivan and the american being rain didn't really play the game so like czar's like i didn't lose because he didn't play fair he jumped in the ocean even though i didn't have any rules against that so czar goes up to his bed and a man's hiding in the curtain and jumps out and it's rain of course Zara's like uh how'd you get in my room and rain's like i found swimming to be much faster than walking through the jungle so czar congratulates rain on winning the game and then i'll just read the final page for you ransford did not smile i'm still a beast at bay he said in a low hoarse voice get ready general Zaroff." the general made one of the deepest bows i see he said splendid one of us is to furnish a repast for the hounds the other will sleep in this very excellent bed on guard ransford he had never slept in a better bed ransford decided the end so that's the whole book i don't like hunting and i love animals but it's a really well written book it's short it's like 40 pages and it was fun for a bonus episode so i hope you liked it as well So in closing, uh, (laughs) feel free to let me know what you thought about this episode. I enjoyed it, even though I don't know much about hunting or being hunted for that matter. But if you want to talk to me about it or tell me about it, you can follow me on Instagram at the Jolly Reader Podcast, or you can find me on Facebook. You can just search the Jolly Reader Podcast, and it has the same logo that you see on the podcast sites. I don't know when the next episode will be because we are moving and we're moving to an apartment and I'm not really sure what the recording situation will be and how long we'll be in the apartment. Hopefully we'll be in a new house by Christmas. Can't make any promises. So I don't want to get into Truly Devious yet because it's a trilogy and I want to spend like a good amount of time and have some solid episodes on it. So I think for now I'm going to take a break. And I'll try to do some more mini episodes, maybe do some Sherlock Holmes short stories or 
Edgar Allan Poe or I might do like a Nancy Drew book or something. We'll see just kind of what the circumstances are because we're trying not to take a lot to the apartment. So just recording equipment and everything. But yeah, I'm still going to be here at some point. I'm not leaving you forever. And I really enjoy this and I hope you enjoy it. It's just things are a little chaotic. So we're trying to get to a place where I can record, hopefully start recording weekly. So that's kind of the goal. So I would suggest, as I usually do, to subscribe. So when I do come out with new episodes, you'll get the notifications. And please tell the whole entire world and every single person you know that there's this podcast and it's Captain Book and she's kind of weird and she talks about books and the end. Go listen to it. That'd be great. Stay tuned for the outtakes, too, because it kind of explains everything that's been going on lately and there's some funny stuff in here. And take care of yourselves in the meantime. And I hope we talk soon, very soon. So until next time, this has been the Jolly Reader. Bon voyage. Testing. How loud can I be? First of all, the computer I usually record on broke. So I wasn't able to record until today. And... Blacklight, the cat we're fostering, he tested positive for FIV, so he's now in a more permanent situation. And me and my daughter cried a lot when he had to go to his new home, even though it's a good thing. And my daughter got her new karate belt, and so now she goes to class more often and for a longer time period. I'm in my final term of school. I might add all this to outtakes, because I don't know how much you guys really care, but here it is. And even though we give our pet our dogs heart guard <laughs> sunny our gimpy dog still got heartworm so now we're in the three month medical situation of taking care of that while trying to move and it's going to cost a lot but we love her so she currently is taking three pills a night and in the morning and she's supposed to be on puppy bed rest basically try telling my two-year-old pitbull that so anyways we are packing our house to get it ready for renters and then we're going to move to an apartment before we get our new house three hours away to where my husband works during the week. So I'm in the middle of packing the house by myself basically. Anyways, that I'll just put this in the outtakes. But So there's this guy or these two guys, Whitney and Rain, Rain's... Fr- They're bloodthirsty. Thirsty. Okay. Jaguar. <laughs> Zara says the animals only have their legs and their instincts and instinct is, did <laughs> you just hear my dog snore? I don't know if it picked up, but that'd be really funny. Anyways. Okay. So let's go down here. Okay. Um, then Zara and, oh, sorry. So, so, oops, I went too far. Rain leaves this complicated, uh, this complicated, Rain leaves this complicated trailer trail. Why can't I talk? This is our semi-automatic. I just called him the czar. I am Allie. And you were with me to my mom.